and welcome to the Spoiler Real Podcast. I'm Steve back and again joining me as always. He's been streaming his own awards show before it was cool. It's Gabe Acevedo. The award goes to Steve Pagnick. Always. It always does. Um, Just because you're cool. You're the entertainer of the year. Are we are we trendsetters because we did our own award ceremony via streaming last year and the year before that? And now it's like the cool thing to do with the Screen Actors Guild? Because they copied us. That's Lawsuit impending. <laughs> yeah, let's just take on the Screen Actors Guild. I'm sure. <laughs> no, because we have to take on we have to take on Netflix. That's who we have to take on. <laughs> oh yeah, just even easier. Netflix. Who cares? The king of streaming. Yeah. Oh well. Completely. We'll, we'll let them have it. Complete mess. Just a complete mess. We'll let them have it. Anyway, uh, I'm excited for today. We we got a, a new movie that came out in theaters. We're talking about Cocaine Bear. So if you haven't seen that movie about a bear who ingests cocaine, um. Check it out, but we're talking about that today. We've got a couple headlines and like SAG coming out with their their award show of streaming, like we just mentioned. And even we got a crazy announcement by Warner Brothers. So um we got a lot to talk about. Let's do you want to start with the news? Let's start with the news. Yeah. Let's do because I know you're news. very happy about them. I'm I I am um some somewhere in this. So what we're talking about first, let's let's start with the announcement that Warner Brothers came out with. This is a big this is a big deal. Um Warner Brothers announced the other day that they are going to make more Lord of the Rings themed movies. So they have the rights to the movies. They have the rights to make as many movies as they want and they announced that with the acquisition of actually the rights got bought by another company which is like weird and all of the rights are in different places. They recently came out and announced that they are going to make more Lord of the Rings movies. They're already in the pipeline and they're going to make more of them. What these are we don't know. We know one, I think. But beyond that, we don't really have any confirmation about any of there's There are rumors all over the internet. There was an amazing troll posting that happened on um, on Reddit the other day that I don't know if you saw that, like the shit post of like all of the the crazy like build up things. They had like f- six phases of Lord of the Rings movies. Oh, I don't know if God. you saw this. It I was did someone, not see that, no. It was someone shit posting. I was like, oh my God, this is so bad. Uh, and luckily, like, obviously that's not true. But um. Yeah, they did announce this. I mean, I'm, you know, we are very big fans of Lord of the Rings. We are not very, very big fans of the television show on Amazon, but. Nor The Hobbit. No, nor The Hobbit. Uh, yeah, that's The, the Hobbit. <laughs> Which ones do you like, dislike most? The Hobbit or the TV show? Oh, uh, the TV show. Uh, the TV show is just There's garbage. Still a light at the end of the tunnel for Guillermo del Toro. Good for you. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Well, who did not direct anything related to the Hobbit, but that's another. Yeah, I think that that's a different thing. Um, no, <laughs> uh, I, I I just don't like the TV show. I think the TV show did not work. I think it was a mistake, um, and it's going to be a bigger mistake in season two as well. Um, who knows? Actually, we'll see. Uh, but we do have this announcement of more Lord of the Rings movies. Now, what was your reaction to this? Because like we could get into some of the difficult the things beyond this, but like, what was your initial reaction to this? Because you said it to me with like burning memes and all this crazy content so so good so what was it when you saw besides the fact that you know that i would probably die inside even more what else was your thought with it so my initial 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 reaction was steve packnick (laughs) i really did not (laughs) think about anything else for like the first five seconds except (laughs) you before i even like went into the news and read everything i literally just Clicked on the, I think I sent you like the screenshot or whatever. Yeah. And I sent it to you. Um, and then I I I sat down. Um, I read it. Um, honestly, unnecessary. 
that was just me. I think I I could I consider the the movies the the Lord of the Rings trilogy from the two thousands to be masterpieces. Um, and I I consider this announcement to be just unnecessary and like oh my god, once again another example of the Marvelification that we're living in. In cinema, I think The Hobbit proved, you know, that maybe we did not need to go back to this world. And I definitely think the show, for me at least, definitely proved that we didn't need to go back to this world. Um, so, sure. Do I want it? Was I excited right off the bat? No. Then I started thinking, you know, I'll take more Lord of the Rings. If it's bad, then I'll just blast it. And if it's good, then I'll enjoy it. Um, but I don't think we need it. But I can see what they are going for. Didn't they say, I think in one of the articles, they said that they want to turn Lord of the Rings into like the Star Wars-esque kind of universe. And I'm like, it already is? Like, like Lord of the Rings has its own universe. There's no need to yeah. like make that comparison. Am I jumping for joy? You know, oh my God, I need this in my veins. No, but okay, sure. Yeah, I mean, I initially was like shocked just because we have this TV show, which I, you know, we've talked about, I think is wildly unsuccessful. That's trying to explore made up stories within this realm. Um, and that's the big key part is they're made up stories within the the Lord of the Rings television show. And it's that's the part I was concerned about. But then like in reading the articles about this, the movies, I mean, as much as I don't like The Hobbit. For, I think there's a number of different reasons I don't I don't I think visually it's it's kind of jarring because it's so different from that they Peter Jackson was trying something new you know you have to remember that that 2010 to 2015 range there was a little bit of a weird like technology that was put into movies where it was they very like, experimental it was experimental and I just don't think it worked and it was like we're gonna go in a new direction and like with this new 3d like extra high frame rate type thing and it just didn't work i think it looked really bad it was the beginning of too much cgi yeah. and i think it didn't work but you you know if we go back to the the story itself is there the core elements are there in in parts but i just don't think it was executed well and like we are both in agreement that the lord of the rings trilogy is an absolute masterpiece you know it is incredible they in in this release they constantly reminded everybody that those movies were incredible movies. Um, so in looking at that, I have to remember that this is not Warner Brothers and New Line Cinema who are making the movies are not Amazon. Amazon is a completely different thing. They they have the access to make it as shows and TV shows, and they have access to different things than what uh, th this they have access Earth. to different stories, right? Because the yeah. rights are very like weird and scattered. they're weird, yeah. yeah. And ultimately, Middle Earth Enterprises, which is the company that owns the right, the, t the movie rights, they actually own the rights to not just the movies but all the video games. So, all of the video games are made through the same ownership. So, it's like they make movies and video games. The video games actually have some interesting stories in them. Now, people get really bad because they're not within canon and i can understand that because they're like people are very sacred about this yeah but i think there's actually interesting stories within them at least and and they respect the material enough to make good intentions with it and one of the things i appreciated about the announcement was also talking about the fact they had uh philip boyd fran walsh and peter jackson are still in discussion about this and they still are you know guiding this information forward so those three who were the arbiters of the Lord of the Rings and then later the Hobbit, 
they they're still involved, which is what's good. And then I was thinking about it too. It's been 10 years. It's been over 10 years since The Hobbit came out, since the, An Unexpected Journey came out. That came out in 2012. The first one, 2012? The first one, 2012. We're now 11 years past that. You know, and it won't be that we're not probably not going to get another movie until at least 2025. You know, there's there's there actually is. I think there is one called The War of the Rohirrim, which is mm. a anime. I don't know if you saw this, but it's an anime film coming out next year, which is going to be set like a hundred plus years. I think I kind of saw something like that. Yeah, it's that's been in, in the works for quite some time. That's going to be an anime film about the uh about Rohan and like said about the history of the hammer helm and stuff like that. So mm. it, it's kind of cool. Like that, that's a kind of cool story. Like the idea of putting anime out there and making them. Cause like, we know that animated films are, are really successful. They've, they've had really good success within this sort of genre. And it makes it a lot easier to make these and tell different stories without having to, you know, disappoint people with production value and the, and the mm. stylings of it, because, you know, that's for me, what one of the biggest failings of the TV show apart from the writing and the acting <laughs> just like half the show i guess is just the, everything styling, just, just everything. everything about it um but i think that that could be pretty successful i mean i remember the uh what is it the witcher had an anime movie that they had and i actually really enjoyed that that style was pretty cool to yeah. and it was a good companion piece for that i think there's there's stories that you could be told there's so many stories within lord of the rings that everybody wants to see now I don't know if it's going to be, I don't want them to remake the Lord of the Rings. I think that would be an absolute mistake. I don't think they will do that. Now, someone said, oh yeah, they're going to redo it. I don't think they're going to redo it. I don't think they're going to redo the Lord of the Rings. Maybe, and I don't think they're going to redo the Hobbit. They're going to tell other stories. There's a lot of up, other stories. How can you up perfection? Yeah, I really don't think, I think it'd be an insult to redo Lord of the Rings, especially within, if you still in the same property, like with all those people still alive and like, it being such a masterpiece, I think it, they they wouldn't do it. But there's so many other stories that they could tell. You know, they they could try to tell the story that the show is trying to tell. They could tell it themselves and like do a much better job. Can they do those stories even if Amazon has them? I don't know where the rights are for what stories they can tell. Okay, like, do they have maybe they have rights to the Silmarillion, which would be great if you wanted to do like a. Because we know that I, Amazon cannot do anything related with characters from Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit. Correct? I guess, yeah. There's there's some weird things with the rights in this, but I'm not 100% sure. Okay, but so, I wonder if, like, vice versa, like, if Warner Brothers can then do stories with the characters that Amazon has. Yeah. I, again, I'm not 100% sure on how the rights are divided up, but there could be some really cool stories out there. You know, if they get into... If they get into the Silmarillion and they want to write those stories, like the story of of Turin, Turinbar, I think that could be an amazing story. That's a fantastic story. The stories of um, Baron and Luthien, you know, these stories are amazing yeah. stories that they could write about and, and and make into movies, and they'd be really fascinating. And they're, you know, they're they're love stories, they're tragic stories. There's some really cool things they could do within that that world. I think it could be successful. Now, I'm cautious about this, uh, as I was with the the television show and uh i don't know though i i do trust the people at warner brothers more than i do at amazon, amazon they've at least they just they just went on a spending spree yeah they uh, at least the warner brothers has given us gold you know yeah they have given us to us so i'm not i'm holding my breath i'll put it that way sure 
we'll see. <laughs> no, I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, we know both. We, we're both fans. We've both read a lot. You probably have read even more, or definitely understand. Remember way more than I do, um, of the world of Lord of the Rings and and literature. But um, they definitely have stories to tell, yeah. and and I think that's that was the disappointing aspect, at least for both of one of the many disappointing aspects for both of us in the TV show is that they had the story to tell something remarkable um, and presented in a way that it was very, very exquisitely done. And that didn't happen. Um, but I agree with you. I, I'm with you in the sense that I I might tend to trust Warner Brothers more because they already gave us um, three masterful movies. And The Hobbit has cool moments. Do I like them? No, but it has cool moments. And sure, it is what it is. Um, I still prefer The Hobbit over the, the TV show. So I think it's just now just wait and see what happens. We'll we'll see. I mean, who knows? Maybe they just decide if they do remake the Lord of the Rings, maybe they just make it as an animated thing. You know, like we did in the in the in the in was it seventies and eighties, you know. Seventies and eighties where they had they the animated had, versions. Yeah. Maybe they just go in that route. And if that's the case, then they make it they have to if that's if they go animated, they have to make it true to the story, every single aspect of it. Like yeah. every bit. That's the only way to do it. Just to I satisfy. A, I have a question the, for you. Yeah. To cap off this conversation on the rings, do you think Peter Jackson returns in any capacity? I think it's a consulting. Yeah, I think he'll consult, and like Oops. I think the three of them will be there as like producers, but not necessarily. I I don't think they're gonna shoot it or be a director. So I, oh, yeah, so I should have asked that. Yeah. Do you think Peter Jackson comes back in beyond a consultant um, capacity? Because I think I read one of the articles that I read is that Saslav, who's the head of um, Warner Brothers and HBO and all that. Um, it's kind of watering the terrain and wants Jackson to return. I'm sure that they would want him to return to it, but I don't know that he wants to be back in there. I mean, it's 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 a lot of work, and if they did, he would have just to have to have a a huge um lot of control. He would have to have a huge amount of control. The control this. that he did not have for the Hobbit. No, that would be, I think that's the thing. They He would want more of it. And that would be baked into the contract, I think, for this. For when I beginning. when I read that they were, like, you know, starting to fold the idea of bringing him back, all I could think of were the, um, the bonus features of The Hobbits, which I've seen, and how miserable Peter Jackson yeah. looks making those movies. <laughs> yeah, if he, there's, there's some special features with uh, the Battle of the Five Armies that you can watch online. It's on YouTube where he's just sitting, just, completely wasted and um he's just like we don't even know what we're shooting today we're here on set we haven't written the scripts for what's happening today and we have to shoot because we have to get this done within a certain amount of time well because they didn't want to push it and give him more time yeah knowing that if he could have had the time that he wanted he could have probably made three more masterpieces he probably could have done a lot better. I mean, if if he had it from the beginning and they didn't give it to another director who did it, who's like, we're going to take it in a completely different direction and change all these different things. Um, that director, by the way, is Guillermo del Toro, uh, who was originally given the rights to it to, to make this. And he decided to go in a different direction. And he then went to, he went such, in such a different direction that he went to Pacific Rim instead. <laughs> yes, he decided to make Pacific Rim instead. God. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah, let's let's. Let's shift gears from this because I don't want to go down to too much. I think I think it could be exciting. We'll have to see what more comes. It's out just of this. sit and wait. We're at the sit and wait because we don't even know what projects they're doing. Um, you said twenty twenty five. I wouldn't be surprised if it's longer. 
um, probably 2026, because you know how long, if they do them correctly, you know that Lord of the Rings takes time. Yeah, um, and we if know they don't if they don't rush it like they did with Amazon, it it should take time. Um, so we'll see. It might, yeah, and it might even be longer than that because we have they have their epic right now. They have their fantasy epic right now that that's coming out at the end of the year. They don't want to clog it up with too many. You know, they have Dune. So like right now, at the end of this year, we have Dune Part Two coming out. Maybe Dune Messiah. I'm guessing there could be a third Dune movie uh, in the future. So we could have that. You know, in two more years. So that could be the mm -hmm. 2025 and. You know, there's there's a lot of stuff in the pipeline. So, um, you know, Warner Brothers is not really hurting right now. They think they they kind of won the battle of keeping box office spots still there. So, they're going to be all right. Yeah. They're going to be all right. Um, shifting gears, though, we do. I do want to talk about something that happened over the weekend. It was the Screen Actor Guild Awards, which was pretty cool. Um, the Screen Actors Guild has it's not always it's it's always a weird one. It's just where actors are celebrating themselves, which is kind of like <laughs> I don't know. It's such a it's such a strange award show, like when these guilds give out their own awards and they kind of just like I don't know. It was really weird. Like actors are like, I love being an actor. I'm so happy that we all get to do this. I as love our it. Jobs. I love it because that's the one that we really see the narcissism. Yeah, it's so narcissistic. <laughs> it's it's probably the most narcissistic. I mean, all award shows are narcissistic, but Absolutely. like this is probably the most because they're like, how lucky are we? That we because get I love be when actors? they say, I mean, and I don't take away that you know most of them, if not all, struggle at some point in their lives. But it's funny, like. Um, you'll know, and it's hard being a rich person in Hollywood, making a movie and getting an award for it. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's kind of ridiculous, uh, but it happened over the weekend and it, <laughs> it's so silly. I mean, no, one of the things to understand and I, I do appreciate about it is like when they talk about actually getting their card, it's kind of a big deal. I mean, you, yeah. There is that struggling actor element of it. Now, all of the people at this are not struggling. They're all successful. You know, all of them have broken free. Uh, that's actually why, you know, Ki Hui Kwan's whole Oscar campaign this year. This narrative been, is what he's been it, doing. Yeah, it's been so good because he's talked about like, I really struggled for years because of, you know, stereotypes because of the roles, the opportunity that was not mm -hmm. there. And like, I really appreciate that. Cause that's not the, the thing that everybody else has done, you know, like Sally field talked about it in her acceptance speech too, for their lifetime achievement award, where she's like, you know, I'm, I'm just a little white lady. And I, you know, my experience was not the same as everybody else's here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some people did struggle a lot more. So I did appreciate that part that they're at least a little yeah. bit honest about it, but it was I, one of my favorites was Jamie Lee Curtis at the beginning when they do like their opening when she's like, you know, um, I started in Petticoat Junction based on a movie that my father, Nepo Baby, started on. So I like, you know, they're all, some of them she's, are aware of it. Well, she was she was a really big advocate uh, or, or someone who really railed against the Nepo Baby yep. um, narrative because there has been this big Nepo Baby narrative. And like there, that's true. I mean, look, you can't deny the fact that the children of famous people get in the door a, before other people. They do. They have, they have that option. Fact. They still have to be talented. I think they still is have to maintain thing. what the opportunities that they got. Yeah. And she was like, she's very offended by this. She's like saying you're, you're cause like, she's obviously a huge Nepo baby. Like yeah. she comes from Hollywood, whatever. not even Nepo baby. Like she's from Hollywood royalty. Yeah. I mean, her parents are Tony Curtis and Vivian Leigh. Like that's, that's, that's huge. Those mm -hmm. are huge stars in the 1950s, like forties and fifties, like huge, huge stars. And 
she recognizes that and she's like well don't discount all of my acting because of like who my parents were like i'm still a good actress and i think this was a good sign for her and i think she gave a great speech and she just loves acting as well and you know it was was really great um and there the the whole everything everywhere all at once cast had such a great time there and uh you know history making history all of it yeah like do you want to talk about the history of it yeah, um, so a couple of the things that were historic, um, obviously at face value, starting right off the bat, Gihi Kwan and Michelle Yeoh won their respective categories for lead actress in a film, um, and lead actor in a lead female actor in a film, and lead supporting male actor, and they became the first um Asian actors in the history of SAG to win on the film side. Um, that had never happened, and everything everywhere became the movie with the most wins ever. It won four. Um, including three in individual acting because Jamie Lee Curtis won supporting actress, which that was the the surprise of the night. Um, so yeah, everything everywhere seems unstoppable, and in 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 what eleven days it should be crowned as best picture. Probably we'll see. Yeah, it probably will be. I'm still hope holding out for Top Gun Maverick, but that's not <laughs> happening. Just because I want Tom Cruise to freak out. Uh, he's doing a push right now. I'll tell you that he's doing a push right now. But the votes are probably in already. So no, they start voting. So voting for Oscars starts tomorrow Ooh. Um, and ends on Tuesday. So for the, starting tomorrow for five days, yeah. Oscar voting is ongoing. I did see Tom Cruise, though, was at like he's on talk shows and he's getting out there and doing stuff like yeah. he's doing a late push. Uh, to be like, hey guys, you remember how much fun you had at the movies when we when I made that movie? Yeah. And to say it related to Top Gun, the only what the only performance out of the songs that still hasn't been announced is Hold My Hand from Gaga from Top Gun. So I am hoping that they announce it soon. And I hope that he forces Gaga to sing that song live while jumping from an airplane and landing on the roof of the mall. I hope so. That'd be amazing. <laughs> because like I always say in this in this podcast, the Oscars are at a mall. That's ridiculous. Um, the the thing I really liked in the in the final speech that uh that they had for everything everywhere was, uh, it's it was James Hong. Uh, yeah. James Hong is just a he's an absolute legend. I think it's it's so interesting. He's been in, I think he's credited. I think Wikipedia and other sources have him credited over seven hundred different credits. He's in. That is, that's insane. He's been acting for seventy plus years. Like, that's insane. He's well, he's so. When he said in the speech, like, my first movie was with Clark Gable. And I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? It was his birthday. He was 94, right? And he's also, he was funny. He was just funny and just got up there and was, like, riffing and just had had a blast. He's like, this is my only time I'm in the spotlight. So I'm going to The first time in a 65-year career. Yeah. It's crazy. It almost was funny that you texted me earlier in the show, like, 20, 30 minutes in, like, did they do like a tribute to James or whatever? I'm like, did I miss it? I'm like, no. And I will. This sucked. Yeah, <laughs> I just, suddenly, I really wanted to credit. They did they it, got... Like when everything did, I'm like, there's your tribute. There you go. Here I it love is. it. They, I like how the the cast though really set the stage for him and like let him yes. have the floor, which was really great. Love you that. Know, he's been he's been acting for for that long. You know, his first it, movie was with Clark Gable. Jesus, I know it's it's so he's he's very old. You know that's pretty old, and you know we all we never really see these legends. And he's been in everything. He's been in so many different movies yeah. throughout the years. Uh, and you know, there's a very good chance you've seen like four or five movies with him, and he's been in them since the beginning. And it's it's great. I mean, I love the joke at the beginning when he 
he starts he starts speaking in Chinese, right? Yeah. And Michelle Yeoh starts translating. And then he's like, Oh, this is just in case we're on in Hong Kong. I I he's like, I yeah, he was born in Miss in Minnesota. So like he speaks English his whole life. Uh so it was just good. really it was really funny. And like it was just great. And the thing I really appreciate about this, and this is where we can segue into this part, is it was on streaming. This was a streamed award show. It was streaming on Netflix on YouTube because the first award the- show on streamers. Yeah, they didn't have the technology yet to stream it live on Netflix yet, but it was Netflix on YouTube. And that was a really, really big deal because the format was a bit different. Um, they they didn't have commercials. Instead of commercials, they had breaks like you have to have so that the actors aren't just sitting there for the entire time. So they can go um, up and go to the bathroom. And congratulate each other, too. You know, they, yeah, they, absolutely. I think that's a big thing in network. This is all with networking. Um, but. I appreciate it because they they during the the breaks they had just clip packages of like you know previous years and different movies and different clips. I thought that was really effective. And yep. then there were no uh, commercials, and they let the people talk as long as basically they needed. Yep, I love it. Loved it. What, so, do you think this was a success? I think it was. I was very surprised. I texted you. I I believe I texted you this, and I know I've told you this. We were talking about it earlier. If this is what the future of streaming awards ceremonies is like, give them to me. I thought it was very cool. I It was right to the point. It was two hours, I think, and 12 minutes. So that's great. Um, you know, like you said, there were no commercials. So during the quote-unquote commercials, we just got clip packages. As somebody who loves film, you know I love award yeah. shows. I love film yeah. and I love award shows. We're, we're those cool. people. We're the, we're the target demographic for this. Absolutely. Like, absolutely. Yeah. We're the target demographic for this. Like if, if it's on streaming, the people that are going to watch it are going to watch it. I know they their viewership went up from last year. I loved seeing, um, you know, the clip packages of of years ago in the breaks of like people presenting their like sad cards or doing their announcements or presenting on stage. The funny bits. I think it's just as, as a, an awards lover. That's just so cool. Um, When it go when it went back to the show, I actually really liked how organic and quote unquote messy it was you know they came onto stage and they're like hey guys sit down we're getting it the, the next award you don't get that on cable because there is an announcement we're coming back live in 10 9 whatever so everybody rushes i love that um and the most important thing i am an advocate to let people i'm an advocate that the oscars which is the big one should be like a, an entire super bowl day event <laughs> so i'm an advocate for that so i i am an advocate for letting people speak however long they want in their speeches. They've earned it. Some of them are never going to be in that position again. Um, So I love that they initially had quote unquote time limits because some of them would joke, oh my God, 45, 46, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But that was never enforced. Nobody was ever played out. They let them talk however long they wanted. And long speeches like Michelle Yeoh's, who was very long, Jamie Lee Curtis, which was very long, um, Sam Elliott, who was rambling over there with a written speech. And obviously that nice tribute at the end wouldn't have happened on cable. They would have been mm-hmm. played off. We wouldn't have seen those great, great moments. So I thought it was a su- successful ceremony um, and cussing. We got a lot of cussing. We don't yeah. get that on cable. We get that bleeped out. So I thought it was a successful ceremony. And actually I'm really excited to see what Netflix does next year when they officially have it live on their platform and they have the technology to stream it live. That'll be cool. I think that's the the way of the future. I mean, I really think that this is going to be where we're going with this. I mean, cable networks don't want this. They don't want these things because then you have to block time 
from other things. So like, that's why they're always rushing. That's why they play people off because, you know, we got to get in whatever shows happening at 11 o'clock on, you know, two weeks on Sunday night, they got to get in their crappy programming that's on there. No one cares how long it is. If you're going to, if you watch the beginning of it, you're going to probably watch the end of it. You know, Mm -hmm. no one cares that it's three hours long. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. So just make it three hours long. Who cares? Why shorten it? Shorten the commercials. That's what I don't care about. You know, like I don't care about those things. Give me the, give me those clip packages. Give me those things. Give me the, I, I, that's what I want. So I thought it was pretty successful in that effect. I'm not a fan of the messiness part, like where you're like, where people come in and tell them to sit down. I don't like that. Um, It's, you know, something that we saw with the Golden Globes as well. But I think uh, Gerard Carmichael was just a terrible host. But I agree with that. And the Golden Globe side that he, I thought just thought he was bad. Yeah. But I didn't, I didn't like it in this either where they're like, we're back, go sit down guys and stop talking. Like, I don't, I don't like that. Um, it, it moved for sure. And I appreciated that. But and even like, with that, it was only two hours and 12 minutes, which is good. Yeah. There's a lot of awards to give out at the Oscars and a lot of stuff to talk about. So I'm hoping, uh, you know, who knows? It could be really great. I'm really excited about it. Um, this could think, be the way of the future. Yeah. Do you think the Oscars will ever go on streaming? Before you answer that question, they have a contract. They're, they're The network contract as of now is up to 2028, which is the 100th ceremony. Beyond that, the contract is not um, there. So right now, 2028, 100th ceremony on paper, it would be the last year on cable. Well, here's do you the think thing. it gets renewed or do you think at some point the Oscars move to streaming? Well, here's the thing. It's on ABC. Disney. ABC is Disney, so they could put it on live on Hulu. Or, and Disney Plus. Or Disney Plus. They could put it on all their platforms live. Mm-hmm. So there's a good chance it could just do that and seamlessly just continue in that vein. So why not put it on all three? It doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Fair. My thing is, I don't think they're going to get rid of the commercials just because they can make more money off of it. So, which is stupid because nobody cares about it. <laughs> it's all going to be down to ratings. It's going to come down to ratings and what they decide to do with well, it. And, and, that's, and that's the conversation. At this point, you know that ratings fluctuate, right? They went up last year um, from the disaster of 2020. Um, but 2020, we knew, you know, COVID, stuff like that, right? Um, we'll see what ratings are this year with, you know, you have populist movies, you have Avatar, you have Top Gun, you have everything everywhere. But I think at this point, ratings are never going to blow up again. Oh, it's no, they're just, not, they're not going to go right? back to the 2008 in 2010. Exactly. And then they're that. never going to reach 97, which is the all-time record, right? Um, The Titanic year. So I just think that at this point, the Oscars need to come to terms with that. And for and it could be that this is my egotistical awards lover perspective and try to cater to the public that will always tune in to those 20 to 25 million people that tune in every year um, and try to do something with that to in order to not lose those people. And then if you grow, perfect, right? But I think you should... I don't know. That's just me. Again, I this is just me viewing BS as somebody who just likes watching awards. But I think sometimes that's lost. I think um, it's so. I don't it's know. all because of uh, the commercials. There's just too many breaks. Not enough people see this. I think more clip packages. Throw more in. I don't. Thank care. you. Throw I agree with in. you. More clip packages are needed. Absolutely. Are you supposed to celebrate? This is the one night that you celebrate film. Yeah, celebrate film, not tied commercials. Thank no, I you. don't need that. I don't need that. So Thank I'm you. fine with that. Put it on streaming. Make them pay whatever. It doesn't matter. Nobody cares. 
the people who are going to tune in are going to you and i are going to tune yeah. in every year until we're not in yeah. this world anymore that's pretty much it yeah exactly right? so, so let's just you know it is what it is but yeah i agree with you more clip yeah, packages just give us what you want just more clips that's all i want yeah just i want a tom cruise running montage that's all i want <laughs> in the oscars yep yeah anyway uh just more memeable moments i guess uh whatever just i think it'll be really fun i i'm looking forward to it we're gonna have our predictions next week because the oscars are in two weeks so we'll have our predictions in next week along with the exciting split real awards are you excited for year three of it the third annual split real awards coming next week um but before we even get into what's coming next week let's finish out what's coming this week we've got a, a huge movie that came out at least huge for you and i not necessarily very big but we got an exciting film that came out this weekend in the box office it was a rated r comedy that you know, as, as as simple as it sounds, Cocaine Bear came out this weekend. Okay, what is this movie about? It's a bear that eats cocaine, yeah. based on a true story, and then attacks a bunch of people in really brutal ways. Pretty violent, I would say. This movie has a lot more. Was the violence higher than you expected? I it was. I didn't expect it to be so gory. Yeah, yeah, but other than that, like, so we, it was a pretty violent movie about a cocaine eating bear. Um. What did you expect? And was this exactly what you expected? This is exactly what I expected. <laughs> this is exactly what I expected. Um, You know, a, a the title. If you saw that, if you know the title and you saw the trailer, you should know what you're walking into. I think if you just heard the title, you know what you're walking into. Exactly. Like, that's it. I don't know what, what the, the few people that I've seen, like hating on the movie. I'm like, did you not read the title and see the trailer? Or- yeah. Like, come on, people. It was exactly what I wanted. Um, I I don't know if I wrote this to you, but I even wanted, like, give me more. I would have liked even more brutal kills. Like, I wanted to see the bear even more. Because every time the bear was on screen, I'm like, absolutely. It was ridiculous. It was the 80s, first of all, favorite decade. The 80s, ridiculous. Um, They were having fun. It was exactly what they promised, exactly what I expected. It surprised me in a good way that it ended up being even more bloody and gory because I like that. Um, and at the end, in that final sequence and whatever, I'm like, oh my God, the bear, the bear. So I was invested in the damn bear. Um, so I, I, I thought it was ridiculous, fun, messy. It, yeah, exactly what I wanted. Yeah, I think it's it was uh it was exactly what was called for by the trailer the trailer said exactly what it's going to be um it's a it's a bear that just eats cocaine and then starts attacking people and that's exactly what we got there is some sort of a story within it but the story like some people are like oh the story doesn't make any sense you walked into cocaine bear okay and if you walked (laughs) in and it doesn't make sense you clearly weren't high enough like just go in and get a little high and watch this movie you know i mean granted I wasn't doing any of that, but I just also like movies that are <laughs> ridiculous. So uh, <laughs> I I enjoyed it. I mean, it was something that was unexpected. I mean, especially because it's like based on a true story, a ridiculous true story about a dude who does dump a bunch of cocaine across the mountains down here in Appalachia. Right. And then uh, and dies, the bear and, did eat cocaine. And the bear did eat cocaine. You know, like they found a dead bear and it had a bunch of cocaine in it. So like, yeah, that's it's ridiculous. Uh, so they just made this whole story up about it really a bizarre story i'll say that and like the cast of characters is quite an interesting cast to put together you know you get you get carrie russell who hasn't i don't know what she's been doing recently but you know she stars in this 
Jack uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr., um, Alden Arkwright, you know, it was just the like Han, okay. the Han Solo that never was. <laughs> yeah, you get uh, Margot uh, Mar- Margo uh, Martindale. Martindale, and then Ray, Ray Liotta's last performance. Like, it's a really weird cast, but it just works. I don't well, know. There's oh, something and you about also it that get, was just um, fun. Oh my god, the actor from Game of Thrones, the 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 beard, the bearded, the red bearded. Oh one. yeah, yeah. I forgot that I forgot that he's in this too. And then you also get um. Oh my god, the from um from Modern Family. Oh, I didn't um, watch Modern Family. So, so with the with Modern Family, the one, the one that they, the one that the park ranger is in love with. The one with the accent. Oh, Jesse one, Tyler Ferguson. Jesse Tyler yeah. Ferguson. Yes. Yeah. And you're talking, so, you were talking about Christopher Hyju. Yes, that one. Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce his last the name. The one sorry. that was in love with the big lady, the last seasons of Game of Thrones. Yeah, I played Tormund. <laughs> it was a great, great character. Uh but yeah, I think it was it was just it was really funny. And Elizabeth Banks directs this. Now her her directing career has not been very successful necessarily, but you know, she's she's got an eye on this. She knows how to make some movies. Um you know, and I think she's she's got she's an interesting person, and she so they put some a little bit of weight behind this, and Universal took a swing, and I think it, it kind of worked. It was this weird comedy action movie that just kind of worked. You know, Lord and Miller are the producers of this. They're you know the ones that are known for they made the Lego Movie and Twenty One Jump Street, Twenty Two Jump Street, Spider Man. So like the Spider Man into the Spider Verse whole series. So. These guys are have like quite a quite a little diverse group underneath them. Mm. And so they're they're making some really interesting choices. And I think it, it was just a really fascinating story of how it all came together. And you know, one of the things I appreciate about this movie is that like it it's this weird missing movie that we've been having for a while. I'm like jumping ahead on, on my rundown here, but it's it's it made twenty three million dollars this weekend. Yeah. Right? Which is good. That was that was surprising. People were projecting between 10 to 15 and it made yeah. 23. Is this the movie that's the gap movie? Like we see the, the hundred million dollar movies and we see like indie movies and stuff like that, but there's nothing really in between unless it's a horror film. Like horror, horror does fit in that other genre. Is this the sort of missing movie that's been happening? Like a, a comedy action, like weird movie that like a, a budget of, I think it's, 25 to 30 million dollars is the budget of this film yeah which are, right. i think i think it already made made it's, its budget it's, it's made its budget already yeah is this the movie that's kind of missing in theaters that's been missing for a few years i don't know if classifying the missing movie as like an action comedy kind of thing but i know but no, but like think, the, but as um but the movie but we are a movie that takes chances and and uh, and appeals to many different sectors and entertainment is what's missing because i feel that we are in in this revolving door of either blockbusters or what people call the oscar friendly movies right the movies yeah. that make you think or or the art heart art house films the indies right and i think the gap of just entertainment has been missing and I think that's why I know you said horror, but I, I am going to go back to horror a little bit. And I think that's why horror makes so much money because it's just entertainment. It's not meant to be good or bad. And I think Cocaine Bear is a prime example of like, we're just missing fun movies, movies that you want to be entertained by, movies that you don't want to walk in 
and be told they're art house or indie or they're Oscar-y or a break from the blockbusters that we get in summer. And I think this is another prime example of like we're missing studios to take chances on the adult movies that are just entertainment. Because like yeah. a dumb premise of a bear eating cocaine just made $23 million is almost at $33 million already. And it's not going to stop for the next couple of weeks. It's going to make a good amount of money. I think that's one of the things I'm talking about. It's not the genre that I'm talking about. I'm not talking about like this like action comedy genre. I don't think that's the thing that's missing, although I, I do appreciate these. I think, though, like this movie it, it is a streaming movie. It's a streaming movie, basically. Absolutely. Like, you know, this is a movie that would have been dropped on Amazon or dropped on Paramount, um, dropped on Paramount or on Netflix and, you know, would have been number one on their thing for a weekend. Yeah. And then it would have fallen into the algorithm of other stuff as the 100 is like really popular or, you know, like those random reality TV shows that are yeah. like imports or whatever. Those those are the things on there. But like it would have gotten lost in that shuffle. And instead, we're talking about it. You know, like I think this is a really interesting sign. And like, you know, those Netflix movies and stuff have been a little bit more dumpier. I don't know about you, but mm -hmm. like th they might come up next week in our split real awards for some of the awards out there. But um. I don't know. It's it's kind of interesting, like how this movie would have been that, but instead it made twenty three million dollars, and Universal can just go on to make another movie without losing any money on this one. Absolutely, I think it's something that's really missing, and I think it's a good thing because I had a good time at the movies. Same, same, and and I I saw it um last week. I saw it over the weekend, um, and the theater wasn't full but there was a lot of people in it and people were laughing just like oh squirming and screaming people were having fun like just legit fun and i think you know looking and and, and seeing that i'm like people just want to have fun and it's okay to do movies that are just mid i call yeah. them mid you know those mid movies but they're just meant to be fun and yeah. that's what we're missing we're missing fun yeah and I think that's exactly what this is. It's a middle movie that's like really fun. I had a good time at the movies. I just yeah. enjoyed watching it, turn my brain off for a little while, and just watched a fun movie. That's all it was. And guess Absolutely. what? It wasn't John Wick, which is, you know, I'm excited for that. Don't get me wrong. It's not <laughs> Creed 3, which is it's coming not out this Marvel. Week. It's not Marvel. It's none of those things. Uh, it's something that was just fun. It was a fun movie. I enjoyed the crap out of it. Um, it was weird. Some of the kills were pretty grotesque. The, the ambulance scene. That was the one. That was yes. the one. The, the last death in that was the one where I was like, I had to turn away. It was rough to look at. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that was like, that was rough. I, was like, I love that. Crap. The the paramedics, from the moment the paramedics arrived to the cabin, to the ranger station, till the end of that sequence, they that scene never let up. It was no, just it keeps insane. going. The hand, the the face. The, yeah, the that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, what? yep, that's what I'm talking about. That was the one where I was like, "Holy crap!" Yes. That's what I had to look away for. I had to look away because I was like, "I can't watch this." That's that's rough. Yes. That's rough. It was good. It was good, but it was like super crazy. It was a crazy movie. It was crazy. Some yeah. of it didn't work as well, but like it was just a crazy movie. It was stupid. It was funny. There were just stupid jokes in it. Yep. Um, you know, the kids eat cocaine at one point in the beginning of this movie. Kids eat cocaine. Uh, it's that just sounds like silly. the '80s. Yeah. It's 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 pretty eighties, you know. It's got to be. Uh, the kids are the kids. The kids are like, are we gonna go to rehab? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> are we grounded but can we go can we be grounded after we come back from rehab <laughs> someone was like but someone was criticizing this to like oh but the bear looks so fake and you know what i thought who cares the bear it's a bear on cocaine i don't care it did doesn't you expect matter that did you i don't think the actors guild has a bear on call no not really um so they might they did for uh one of those movies a while ago i don't remember what movie it was but we're not talking about that. This bear is eating cocaine. Uh, I don't really care. It still looked better than the pale orc in The Hobbit. So, like, I'm fine with that. It still looked better than half of Quantum Mania. Exactly. Um, I thought it was really fun. I mean, if, it begs the question, though. If you ran, you you become like a nature person recently, you know, in the, in the past. <laughs> more than when you met more me, than sure. More than when you lived here. That's even true. Even though it's like way That's hotter true. outside. I don't know. If you came across a bear on cocaine, what would you do? just laugh at my imminent death in the last <laughs> 10 minutes i'm i if i run i'm dying if i stay i'm dying so just sure i would What's probably it? i would actually you know me you know i'm kind of like dark and whatever i would actually probably just run to the bear just go into it lean well into no it. you know me you know what i'll do i would turn on the live on facebook and then do that yeah and then run towards the bear so it would be recorded because so you, you know get, me in social media. Because you want the likes. That's what it is. Absolutely. So that's what I would do. <laughs> and you and you know I would do that 100%. What? So there are bears in, in Arizona, right? There really are. They are, yes, in the north part. Oh, well, you're not in the north. But if you're like, if you're in the area around you, right, what would be the most scary thing to be addict, like on cocaine out there? Um, We got, um. oh, we have, um, is it foxes that we have? Foxes or coyotes or something like that? Or coyotes. I think coyotes is what we have. Um, In the summer, you actually literally, you can go to downtown Phoenix, like the city. And they come from the outskirts and they're all over like the city. Like they walk around. Um, So So yeah, I would say coyotes. So it would be cocaine coyotes? Cocaine coyotes. Is that the next, is that the sequel to this? Yes, um, cocaine coyotes. Because I'm like scorpions, that's easy. Even if they're in cocaine, you can just step on them. Yeah, I mean that's not that big of a deal. Yeah. yeah. And snakes, like nah, cocaine snakes, that that's mm. yeah, coyotes, cocaine coyotes, like a rabid pack of cocaine coyotes running around the city. Now this isn't like on we didn't put this on the rundown, but I think this is uh a really effective uh thing here, conversation that we could have, and maybe we should have blown this out a little bit more, but is this the most appropriate title for this name for this movie? I think so. I mean, I mean, I think it is. I think it's it's like spot on. Like they're like, let's not try to like make this about something else. What's well, about? It's about a cocaine bear. Let's do that. Yeah. And then that made me that made me think. Like I know this is a little off the cuff, but like, are there any other perfect titles of movies? Like just the perfect title where they were like, let's just go for it. I mean, a, a couple that come to mind mm. right off the top of my head are like Con Air, right? Like, I mean, come on. Like, actually, they're all Nick Cage films, if I'm being totally honest. I have Con Air and I have Face Off. Like, Face Off <laughs> is, like, perfect. It's like, what's the most ridiculous title we could have for this? It's like, let's take this scene. What, what happens in it? They literally swap faces and they take their faces off. Like, that's, it's the most appropriate title for the movie you can possibly have. Or it's oh, like, God. the other one I was thinking is, like, Snakes on a Plane, right? What's the movie about? Snakes on a Plane. That's it. It's so it, you sell is, it based. You know on the what? Title. Now you say snakes on a plane, cocaine bear. I would say is the snakes on a plane of this decade. Yeah, it's like the it's in the same genre. Like this yeah. is the genre that we have. 
That's it. we needed somebody to get this motherfucking bear out of damn cocaine. <laughs> That's what, That's we what it is. I think I think Ray Ray Liotta is the closest we got to that. Um, yeah, and just Ray shout Liotta out to, was having so much fun doing this. Shout, movie. I was gonna say shout out to Ray Liotta. He had a lot of fun on this movie, being his last film before he passed away. Uh, and you know Elena what I also love talking uh, about it, and she said that he did have a really a lot of fun. Oh, you can tell he was having yeah. so much fun doing this movie. You know what I love that everybody knew exactly what type of movie they're making but then you had um alden aaron rake the hansel yeah. that never happened and he was like acting in the movie i honestly <laughs> so i loved him in this i thought he was great oh i thought, I thought he was, he was very this, funny but he's like acting he's like i'm so depressed i want to leave this world my son this and that i'm like this is so I thought, hilarious and i love it i thought it was great for the the role i think you know he he's especially he's in a he's uh, he's been having such a weird career his career is weird yeah. you know solo didn't work out there's been like a little bit of a rebirth with solo people are like maybe it wasn't as bad as we all gave it credit like, not me crap for. i know you are <laughs> but you know some also people the fingers there. his best friend was so cool with the fingers the damn fingers oh yeah yeah oh god that's pretty <laughs> the funny damn fingers so good yeah it was it was it was good it was a really good movie um i enjoyed it i think it was really funny is there is there any other crazy pitch movies you'd love to see I don't know. I was going to ask you. I know you don't want this, but if we get a cocaine universe, cocaine and a cocaine, I know you don't want it, but if we get a cocaine animal universe or a drug infused animal movie universe, what would be your animal? So they have to go like ridiculous with this. If they ended up doing this, we can't just get like more ferocious animals like this. You can't just have bears. Okay. You can't have like bears and lions and tigers mm-hmm. and stuff. You, it has to be like, slightly more innocent like if you did like cocaine reindeer you know, you know that reindeer i was thinking stacy said reindeer that would be super cool that would be really funny like make like sort of like uh, especially at the holiday time or whatever you know in like december make it a set in december and be like oh my yeah. god look at the reindeer it's so cute and then it just is on cocaine and starts attacking people like violent like night would... but with a, 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 de- a deer yeah i mean i think that would be pretty funny <laughs> you know what i want um i literally want them to rip off jaws and do like a drug infused great white. Yeah, well, I mean, we we I think that's one of the things with this genre. I think that the attacking this works because it's an animal. Um, like, and I think like the terrifying animal genre is a, a genre that always works. It seems to like almost always work. Yeah. You know, the Meg. We got the Meg two coming out this the, year. Give it to People me. Forget I'm ready. About it. Universal is like, yo, let's keep. Remember monster films? Those things were great. Let's keep doing the those. first and Meg made what, like six hundred million dollars? Made a ton of money. It's ridiculous. Uh, and this movie, they've got Meg two. We got, you know, all sorts of attacking movies. Like, uh, Beast was not successful though. Do you remember? Like, did you know about that? I did. I actually went to see it in the theaters. What did you think of that? I thought it was actually really fun. It was good. It was these. It was. It's this. It's what we're talking about. You have to just like shut off, like the brain and just enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. It's interesting that these things don't always work, but um, I think we're heading into a really crowded time at the movies. So I think it's going to be a good time for that. Like we have Creed three coming up next uh, in the cut next couple of weeks. We have uh, John wick. We've got all sorts of stuff coming up. Like there's, there's a lot of like good action movies coming into the, into the vein soon. So like we we've got like a really interesting thing, especially with, you know, even on streaming, we just got coming out today. We have the the new. Um, oh my god, 
new season of the Mandalorian is coming out. So we have that coming up. Um, we've got all sorts of stuff that is coming into the theaters, even like operation fortune, which people didn't know was actually a real movie. Um, scream six. Is it? We have to six. Out, yeah. You know, we've Fair. got, we got a lot of stuff coming back to theaters. You know, we got the shit Sam movie. We got oh. 65, which you're excited for. I'm excited for that. Absolutely. <laughs> because again, a dumb monster movie. It's a dinosaur movie, right? But it looks dumb. I do have one question for you. And this is not in our mm-hmm. rundown. So it's kind of like out of left field. But I think it, it goes with like what we're talking about. You know, this movie made a lot of money. It's expected it already recouped what it costs. It's going to make a couple more million dollars in the next few weeks. I don't know if you saw that Ant-Man had the biggest drop in Marvel history from first weekend to second weekend. Yeah, like $70 million drop. Yeah. Yeah, it dropped 82%, which is insane. Um, what are you, do, do you have any thoughts on that? Because that is a very huge, huge drop for a Marvel movie. I just think people are tired of it and they don't care. It's been getting mixed reviews from the beginning and like people just don't care. There's so much other stuff to go on that they're they're not really worried about it. Um, I think this could be one of the lowest grossing Marvel films. Um, Ant-Man movies are always low grossing anyway, so I don't think people really care. They're just sick of all the CGI. And it's not the thing is, this isn't a must see. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. this isn't a must see. They also know that like in two weeks before the next movie comes out, they could just wait and see it on Disney plus on Disney plus before guardians of the galaxy four comes out or three comes out so they'll just wait till then it's and nobody cares like this there this isn't a must see nothing happened in this that was like oh my god did you see this moment nobody's talking about it so that's that's i think it's also a prime example of like word to mouth i think this movie word to mouth was just like don't see this movie it's bad yeah i think word of mouth was really bad on this one and it it just didn't work and yeah Yeah, it made its second weekend it made like 30 million dollars we're talking about like cocaine bear made 23 Cocaine was right behind Ant-Man and Quantumania on its second week. That is crazy. Yeah. It's weird. It's a weird thing. Um, And this one, I don't know. I think it'll be interesting to see what this does in its second week. Do you think it'll be a 50% drop off or less? Um, For Cocaine Bear, I'm expecting like a 50 to 60. That's usually like the average for these type of movies. Um, But the word of mouth has been really good for it. Um. So I think it, it'll it still make a good... I can see this movie going into the $75 million realm by the time it leaves the theaters. That could be big for it. it and that's really that's a really good haul for a, this type of movie. I mean, um, it's got some competition this weekend because of Creed 3 and Operation Fortune. Operation Fortune yeah. is a similar demographic of people. That's the new Guy Ritchie film that's coming yeah. out. Uh, that It could have a similar demographic of people that would go see that, but... I don't know. It'll be really interesting to see. Yeah, I but think... again, as long as it stays steady, I think it could get a good amount of mm-hmm. money. Um, it's it's just, it's a hit nonetheless, right? Based on the movie, based on whatever. Yeah. So yeah, based on the I, fact that we're talking about it. Exactly, you and know? the fact that, come on, you know this movie. I'm gonna like it. I love these sci-fi dumb movies, but the fact that you enjoyed it, that tells yeah. you like, okay, it's it's what we wanted. It's just an entertaining movie. I like entertaining movies like this. This I didn't think this was a sci-fi movie at all. I think it was just a ridiculous movie, and I like ridiculous movies. No, but I say sci-fi like in the sci-fi channel, like these animal killing people. Oh yeah, kind of yeah, I like those movies. I like those so, movies all the time. You know, that tells you something that if we both liked it, okay, yeah. the movie's fun, and it did exactly what it needed to do. I think it's worth the price of admission. Absolutely, you know, I think that's what it is. So, 
if you get the chance to check it out, it's really fun. Um, we're going to definitely, I mean, I don't know if you had to save for one, I wouldn't necessarily say cash in your babysitter check for this movie of the month. You know, I'd probably wait for John Wick chapter four or Creed three. You know, I'd, I'd rather cash it in for one of those, but you know, I think it's a fun night out. I think it's a fun night out. You'll enjoy your popcorn. You'll enjoy the movie. Yeah. You'll laugh. And you know what? I do think this movie, whenever it drops on streaming, it's going to be huge again. I think people who are like, well, I'm not going to pay to see that dumb movie. And they'll be like, oh, they're going to discover it on streaming and it's going to have a lot of views. Yeah, I think it'll have some legs. Yeah, I think yeah. it's a good one. Um, It's definitely something to check out. Next week, we are going to be back again with some some pretty fun stuff. We might actually have two episodes. Next we, week we have... I think we're definitely going to have two episodes. There's just no way we can. Unless you want to hear a five hour podcast episode. No, nobody wants gonna... to listen to that. So two episodes. Yeah, we're gonna we'll probably talk Creed three and the Mandalorian, as well as do our the split reel awards and the Oscar noms. So we'll we'll talk about all our Oscar predictions. So I'm excited about it. You excited for the next week ahead? Uh, <laughs> Oscar week, baby. I'm it's, ready. It's your Super Bowl. Let's get I'm excited. Ready. All it's right, my man. Super Bowl. My party's ready. My viewing party. We're good. Let's do this. I'm excited. All right, man. I'll, well, we'll catch you all next week, and uh, we'll talk to you then. See you.